to all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Disney fangirls who probably know more about the Disney parks than most grown women should, and we're perfectly okay with that. And we are spilling the tea today. We got some secrets we want to share. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like just based on the topic of this, if we're you're going to hear that we know way more than I probably should. Like, Let's for, just get that out there. For sure, for so. sure. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at RealMouseWifeWDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and No Guilt Travel, a travel agency that specializes in Disney and Universal vacations. You can find me on all socials at No Guilt Life. And uh, our topic today is going to be hidden gems. It's going to be some secrets, some fun things that you maybe didn't know. I don't know, trivia. Uh, we're going to you know, tap on some things at Disneyland. We're going to say some things at Disney World that we know about. And this all came about because Jane stumped me. She completely caught me. I mean, look, these kinds of things originally is how I got into my obsession with Disney was when I first watched, um, Teresa, I don't know if you'll remember this, but this was years ago. I mean, long time ago now, 12 years ago, maybe. I mean, I can't even tell you exactly when it was, but there was some um, episode of, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever ABC's version of like the news at the time. Uh, so it's not like Dateline, but you know what I mean? It was something like that. And um, it, it was something that was on, on national TV and they introduced Disney Parks mom's panelists who kind of told their stories or told their favorite tips and tricks about Disney World and, and that sort of thing. And it was one of those moments where I started watching the show and it kind of went ding, ding, ding on two levels. One, I knew in theory how cool Disney World and Disneyland were and how detailed and impressive and how, you know, special it was, but I really didn't recognize or know how fun it was and how cool the Imagineers would make things. Like it just never hit me on that level. I was all about going to do the ride. So I was the kind of person who rush through the queue in some ways I still am um, who rushes through the queue gets on the rides enjoys whatever is happening in the moment and then on to the next one where watching this show made me pause and want to know more of the history of the parks and more what's going on behind the scenes and how they were built and that sort of thing and so that kind of ignited this fire that had me doing things like signing up for tours every time I went to the Disney parks um, I think I've done at least, gosh, six or seven tours from each you know side of the parks, and I was scheduled to do some more before pandemic hit, and everything has you know been hard to the, the tours have not completely come back just yet. But I love the tours because that's where you got some of this information, and they also um, the cast members were able to de- debunk what was real that you could Google and you thought was real, wasn't real. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, do you remember that, that show? Do you, did you ever see that? Do you know what I'm talking about? It was very early stages of the Disney parks moms panel. And what stood out to me was the, the lady. And I wish I could remember your name, mom, because you also caught my attention that you were a Disney parks mom. And I was like, I want to be a Disney parks mom. Um, so that started that whole thing, but, um, where she went to the, uh, the Muppets 3D adventure. And she showed us how, when you lift the mat, there's a key under the mat because there's a sign at the entrance that says we left the key under the mat. And so if you lift it, she showed it and I was like, Oh my gosh, there's actually a key there. That's so exciting. That's so fun. I want more of that. And that kind of started it all for me. And I know somebody in our Facebook group um, also mentioned that. I just thought it was such a great fun thing to see, but that's where this all started for me. And I do not know everything about everything. I don't remember anything about anything anymore, but I loved these hidden gems and secrets and that sort of thing. Um, But Teresa, do you know what I'm talking about? Did you ever see that? I didn't see that one. Like it's, it's not ringing bells, but I do remember watching history channel. Um, They had like the modern marbles and they had one about Walt Disney world. Mm -hmm. And I remember for me, that was one of those like national broadcast you know, television episodes that I was just like, oh, like there's, there's so much 
more behind just kind of like what you see if you're just going through the parks. Like, obviously, we all know you can have fun at Disney just going on the rides, just walking around. Like, you you can have a lot of fun at Disney. But if you've been there a lot or if you're just someone who likes little nerdy tributes to things, <laughs> um, there's like there's so many of these that like the Imagineers like to stick something in there, whether it's something like an inside joke for them, a tribute to a former attraction, mm-hmm. or even just like just world building details um and so i know we have a few things we're going to talk about some of those are those like those little hidden details that you might miss but maybe just spots within the park that you might overlook um if you're just trying to find like a nice a nice quiet place to have a few moments or a place with a bump and soundtrack that you just need to have some few moments in because that's what jane found for me i had no idea this existed well, and then you poo-pooed it when I told you, and then I had to twist your arm. I had to call the um, the internet up, and I asked the entire Facebook world to basically back me up on this, and then we bullied her into going, and now she loves it. All true. All true. I'm now obsessed. I'm now like, it's going to be my first stop every single time. Well, no, I can't. It can't even be my first stop at Hollywood Studios every no. time because it's not open um, until later on in the day. But yes, what are we talking about, Jane? What's our first hidden gem that got me so excited? We are talking about the wedding room at Pizza Rizzo. I think its proper name is the banquet hall because when is I that what it is? yeah when I asked the Don't CM care. about it. <laughs> True, true. When I asked the CM about it, he was like, oh, our banquet hall. Yeah, I noticed you were taking pictures. And I was like, yes, I was. Shut up. (laughs) You were not the only one. (laughs) I mean, a little video here, a few pictures there. Look, um, I was smitten. I will admit it. Okay, so it's the banquet hall. Tell us all about it. Um, So if you go to Pizza Rizzo in um, Hollywood Studios, And you have to get there a little bit after opening. So I would say probably like more like, I think it opens at 11. You probably want to get there like 11, 30, 12 um, or before four o'clock. It is on the second floor of Pizza Rizzo. You can take the staircase or the elevator. And when you get up to that first landing, if you go into that very first room, like there's an open floor and then there is a room right at the top of that staircase or like when you come out of the elevator, it's right there on the left-hand side. That room is a wonderful room that is hosting a wedding every single day. And it is glorious. They are hosting Gil and Lil, daughter of Will and Jill, son of Phil and Bill, their wedding. That's right. I love it so much. I and just, it features DJ Electric Mayhem playing yes, the greatest wedding hits of all time. All time, all time. Uh, BYOB and P. Yes. <laughs> Bring your own booze and pizza, I guess. I don't beverage know. Beverage and pizza? Yeah, beverage and pizza. Well, um, and so- on that sign, I want to point out something on that sign. If you look at it really closely, you can kind of see the imprints of the letters that were like there for, you know, whatever they yes. were hosting prior to it. And so that was for um, Pa Otter's memorial service for fans yes. of the Emmett Otter Jug Band Christmas. Oh. Uh, so like even there's like there's all those jokes up front and right in your face, but then like pushed back just a little bit. It's another layer of jokes. <laughs> See, it's so good. It is so good. And I, okay, so in my defense, let me explain. It's rat pizza, and I say that freely it the sign even says rat pizza outside it'll like blink off and on it'll spell out rat pizza i am not a fan of this pizza it's it's not it's not anything that i would have like gone out of my way to eat i have eaten there i think a grand total of one time before jane drugged me up to the banquet hall and um yeah, it just wasn't, it had zero interest in it. So then when she tells me about this and I'm like, uh, okay. And then one of my BFFs like, was like, oh my gosh, I love the wedding room. What do you mean you haven't been to the wedding room? I was like, wait a minute, hold up. Like, is this some secret that everybody knows about but me? You know, I can't stand that. You know, I can't, I can't have that. <laughs> so I had to go and I was skeptical. I was completely skeptical that it was all that. And uh, yeah, I'm a believer. From the first notes of YMCA, (laughs) as we walked in, I was sold completely on the experience. Um, To describe it, Teresa, you've been up there, yes? 
Yes, it's been it's been a minute, but yes, I'm very familiar with the room. Okay, the room cracked me up because it it is set up like you're having. I mean, if you shut the doors, you could pretend you weren't at Disney World anymore, and you could be at some very cheesy but adorable, ah, you know, cheesy, <laughs> cheesy uh, <laughs> um, wedding. Uh, because they they have you know a disco ball hanging from the ceiling, and they have um, the um, the, the dance floor. The drapery from the ceiling. The drapery and all this. Like, I mean, it's decorated 365 for a wedding. It is hilarious. And then again, all that great cheesy music. I started making a list of, of the songs and I'll, I'll put that out on the blog one of these days. Um, just so you can get an idea of what the playlist was like for this Pizza Rizzo banquet hall wedding room experience. Experience, but how long did we sit there? We must have sat there for like an hour and a half, and just I just was listening to songs the whole time. We did. Um, it, that's like the one of the things about this room is like it's so easy to like get sucked in so easily, and you're like the soundtrack is so great, and you're, then you're just like sitting in this room just having this conversation before you realize that time really has flown by, and you probably should go about your day. Um, but we, one of the other nice things about this room that I really like is that it is very long tables. So if you're with a group and, you know, a lot of these eateries have four person tables or, five, or you know, two person tables. Well, this has very long tables. So if you're with like a 10 group or larger, you can sit at a whole table because it is like a very like old school, long banquet tables. And that's all that's in there. But you can usually get your own table. So if you are with just like a party of four or whatever, you can usually get your own table and it's not a problem up there. But yes, it does suck you in for like a decent amount of time. Yeah, it it was pretty great. Um, And, you know, I didn't eat too much of the pizza. I did have some of the pizza. But again, you're not there for the pizza. You're just there for the experience. (laughs) And it was delightful. And, you know, it's got air conditioning in the summer. It's out of the rain. I swear I completely forgot that, um, you know, we were at Disney World for a little while there. It was just it's it's it was very cute and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so someone, please, this is where I'm going to hold my fiftieth um, birthday. We're going to keep it on the down low. We're all just going to show up and have a big birthday party there in the um, banquet hall. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to eat pizza. That's a side effect. But fantastic. <laughs> but um, yeah. guys, did you know that they give you this tiny little Caesar salad with it that I just love. <laughs> I'm like, what's not to love about this place? Terrible theme park pizza and a tiny salad. And a tiny salad. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. All for the grand total of $22.99. Anywho. Uh, so, yeah. So, that 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 is the whole point of this discussion is that I just wanted to talk about this fun experience that we had. Um, what else do you guys have? What Name some other stuff like that or even you know uh, pl- uh, things that you can do at the parks that you might have overlooked that I would have overlooked because I was rushing through the queues um you know or, or, or just stuff that you know about just like spill your tea let's have it let's have it I think I have a good segue here um to pull in one of our Facebook group members Tracy because she also has her own preferred upstairs seating area in a restaurant and that's the upstairs seating um at Columbia Harbor House she wrote, it's like very, one of the very few buildings in the Magic Kingdom to actually have an upstairs. Um, and I will say, so when I did the Keys to the Kingdom tour, this is where you go on your lunch break there. And I don't think I'd ever actually been to the upstairs portion of it before, but it actually, it's really nice. And when I go up there now, it's usually really quiet. So if it's a busy day in Magic Kingdom, um, the upstairs there is a nice spot to like be in the air conditioning for a bit and just to get away from some people. Um, That was also my preferred um, viewing area for a while when they were doing the Fantasyland construction, because it was one of the few places where you actually had like an elevated view and you could see what was happening over the construction walls. Um, At one point in time, they did cover that so you couldn't do it anymore but yeah i'll also give a shout out to the the upstairs at columbia harbor house 
I completely love it there and second this um, totally. I also did Keys of the Kingdom Tour, and I think that was the first time I went up there as well, but then it became my go-to, and Columbia Harbor House was my go-to um, quick service at Magic Kingdom until they took away my Anchors Away sandwich, and now I'm very sad. Um, it's just not the same. Just not the same, but it, it's great up there and it's very chill and very quiet and lots of space. Um, and I like the windows that were overlooking the walkway and that you could see out to um, Haunted Mansion a little bit. Uh, just, yeah, it's a, a, it's, it's a good place to go. I like that one. And then if I'm thinking of like other seating areas around, um, around dining. So the outside seating at, uh, Katsura grill in at the Japan pavilion, it's, there's like a few tables that are kind of right next to this koi pond they have. There's a lot of trees. Um, and it's like slightly, it's just off, um, like off to the side. So it's not, it's not right by the walkways around world showcase. It's just really nice to sit up there. It's very calming and relaxing. Um, I actually have a few places in Epcot that, that bring me back to that. Um, but this one in terms of if you, I haven't, I've only eaten there once, so I'm like not going to speak to the food itself, but, uh, I think especially during festival times, if you're trying to find a spot to just kind of get away from the crowd a little bit and eat your food, um, the, the outdoor seating up by, up by there is really nice. That's a good call. That's a good call. You also introduced me to one of the better uh, fireworks locations. And better, I mean, a little bit away from the crowds. Not With the new show, it may not be the best viewing yeah. option because it kind of ruined that for us all. However, where do you like to watch your fireworks at Epcot from? Yes, my preferred Epcot firework viewing location was on the balcony of the Japan Pavilion. So you go up the stairs, um, I guess it's at Tokyo Dining, that's right there. But like you go up the stairs right above, um, right above the gift shop area. And you do have to get there a little early if you it's not like a last minute spot to go to get a good fireworks viewing because that's like the photographers tend to go there or they did historically. Um, but yeah, if you go up to the second floor of the Japan Pavilion, again, it's a nice elevated view. So that way you don't have to worry about people, you know, st- standing up, standing in front of you, trying to look over someone's heads. Um, and I just had a really nice, nice view of the entire lagoon. Um, but again, that being said, I have not watch that with the new fireworks show. So I'm not quite sure in terms of viewing and actually being able to get the full experience, how it is up there, but it is a good option if you just want an elevated view. Interesting. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure if that would be a good spot. Like I'm trying to think now because Japan is one of the only places where you can actually still see spaceship earth from Mm -hmm. world showcase. But then in some senses, like there's like these tiny benches, right? You know, the, the, how they have the small rock benches along the, um, the like, the lake there. Mm-hmm. People fill those to watch the fireworks. And I oh, always, when I'm walking by, I'm like, oh, that would be a great space to come super early and like get a seat and watch them. But then I think with the new show, I think when I was walking over, I was like, oh, this is too far left, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that's why I'm not I'm not sure exactly like what what one. angle you get of everything since there's so many other elements that they want you to look at. I'm not sure what the angle looks like there anymore. But if Which you don't care about that, this is terrible, right? <laughs> if you just care about the sky fireworks and nothing, you know, not the me, rest me, of me. it. Yeah, that's oh, me. Oh, um, how about it? Uh, yeah, like, that, if you just care about that, then you can just come stay here and we'll just watch it from my balcony. <laughs> we can do that too. Yeah, that's my that's my true hidden gem. <laughs> Jane has all three shows you can watch from her um, from her from her porch at her new apartment and. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just going to move in. I was like, this is probably the best thing ever, Jane. And she's like, I know. <laughs> it was pretty fantastic. Um, okay, Jane, what about you? Do you have any place that you would um, also, I mean, obviously you gave us the wedding room, but is there anywhere else that you want to uh, throw out there as an option? Um, so there's two spots that I'm going to talk about. Both of them are in Animal Kingdom. Um, one is, you know, not so much necessarily a hidden gem. I feel like a lot of people know about it, but, um, overall 
I, um, there is a pop population of people here who will tell you that if you are a drink around the world person or a Disney drinker in general, that Animal Kingdom is the far superior park to Epcot. Um, but because it's not wrapped up in a pretty little cute, hey, you will drink around the world. Like there's no like fun theme and whatever. People tend to miss it. So like overall as a hidden gem, Animal Kingdom is a hidden gem for food and drinks. Um, what if her- we called it like a drinking safari? Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm just in. I mean, what, what sounds, what sounds I- better than like watching wild animals while I'm absolutely wasted. I mean, really, what could go wrong? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, uh, running this 5K with you through Animal Kingdom in a couple weeks should be a lot of fun. Sure, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night. Nothing could go wrong with this. I see no no issues with this pro- with this plan. Okay. Um, yeah, I have kite I'm, tails now. <laughs> oh, we do have kite tails. Ooh, I love kite tails. Uh, not a hidden gem, but totally a gem. Go and watch use of kite tails if you need to be happy. If you're having one of those, I hate Chapic <clears throat> days, weeks, I don't know, just spitballing, throwing that Lifetimes. out there. <laughs> um, go and watch you some Kite Tales and you'll forget all about him because it was so fun and so cute. And even my naysayerness, who I don't sit and watch any shows, I was like, oh, I'm going to come back for this every single trip because it's adorable. And it just really made me feel happy. It made me and, feel and pro tip for that show, don't try to sit in the center. Try to sit on one of the sides so you are as close to them crashing as possible. Because it's hilarious. And they're totally leaning into that now. I don't know if either one of they you are. have gone since it. Yeah. They're just like, we are, they have sound effects when it crashes. It's funny. Anywho, love it, love it, love it. Um, All right. So you've got so, Animal Kingdom Drink Around the World. <laughs> so yeah, Animal Kingdom Drink Around the World, which is really like overall, definitely a hidden gem. Um, specifically a hidden gem, there's two, two bars in Animal Kingdom that I think are really top notch. One is the Dawa Bar. Um, and that is over by like right outside Tusker house and you're kind of in like Harambe village. So you're sitting there and, and you can like have drinks. And then when entertainment comes back, they play the music and like, there's just everything about it that is like, I'm living my best life right here. Um, so that's my first one. And then the second one is Nomad Lounge, which a lot of people know. Some people may not know. Nomad Lounge is attached to Tiffin's. Um, it has a beautiful little outdoor area that you can go and sit. They have some um, great little food nibbles you can order, like some ribs. There's like th- tons of great stuff. They have a watermelon margarita that I absolutely love there. Um, they have an indoor spot too. So if it's hot, you can sit indoors. Um, so I'm a big fan of no- Nomad Lounge. So I will take it away from the drinking for people who don't like to drink. My third hidden spot in Animal Kingdom Um, We all know that you can walk like the little trails on Tree of Life. There is one trail that is if you find the Starbucks and then you walk, there are two trail entrances past the Starbucks in Animal Kingdom. And that second trail entrance, if you follow it all the way through, you can find spots under this tree that you are so close and you can see everything that's going on there. There are the most beautiful photo spots. There's waterfalls. You will get pictures with absolutely no one in them. You can take full on Instagram photo shoots for days. Um, And then when you walk through all the way to the other side of the tree, it pops you all the way out over by flame tree barbecue and it's just a great trail. And I had, um, that is actually a, a TikTok secret um, that I saw like last summer. Somebody had sent it to me. And then we went, took us a little while to find the spot because we kept taking the wrong trail around the tree of life. But once we found it, it was amazing. And it was so quiet and it's so peaceful. And that's, um, that's like my favorite thing about Animal Kingdom is just like, if you can find those right spots in Animal Kingdom, you can really just hang out and like, be one with nature. Okay, so Animal Kingdom is mm, my least interested park. And so I have never done that. In fact, I don't think I've ever been on any of trails 
around the tree of life. So, well, guess what we're doing? <laughs> right, so, are we doing this during the five k? Are we going to get quote unquote get lost? Um, you're going to turn the five k into a ten k. <laughs> <laughs> this could be some problems, um, but yeah, no, I totally want to do this because now I'm like, all right, I'm intrigued. It's not that I dislike Animal Kingdom; I just don't love it. Right? I just don't. I just don't get the hype, right? No, yeah, Patty, your extra trails, it. that's the real springtime surprise. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big Animal Kingdom person either. Like, the joke is always around here. We're always like, oh, we went to Animal Kingdom this year. We're good for another year. Like, right. we're, we're not big Animal Kingdom people. But it's funny because because we don't go, we do seem to find more – um, more of these like little gems where people will post them and we're like, oh, we need to go to check this out. And when we go back more frequently every time, we're like, why don't we come here more often? That's funny. Yeah. So we're getting a little better. I think we went like three or four times this past year and that that's big for us. <laughs> it must be nice to be a local. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let me think here. What uh, what other hidden gems? Do we have anything at Magic? No, we've talked about Magic Kingdom. We've talked about Hollywood Studios. We've talked about it. We've talked about all four parks, just like a little touch on it. So that's good. Um, I want to throw out there, this is another one of those things that a lot of people probably know this. Some people may not know this, but Haunted Mansion is full of these kinds of things. And um, one of them that is real easy to see in the queue, you just have to look down instead of being looking up and around. You look down on the ground and there's a the bride's ring is embedded in the ground of the queue at the Haunted Mansion. Um, it's it is one of those things. I don't think it works in the lightning lane. I think it only if you go through the actual queue will you see it. But it's right when you get into uh, more of the graveyard portion of it. So that's something if you didn't know was there, it's there. And it's kind of cool and kind of fun. Uh, the other thing that, again, I've, I can't even count. how I can't even guess how many times I have ridden Haunted Mansion. I looked up and was just looking around the last time I was there. And Madame Leota's tombstone. Her eyes were like flashing at me. She would open oh, her you eyes. Never noticed that. I never noticed it, y'all. I never noticed this. And I took a picture of, or I took a video of this and I was like, did y'all know this did this? And I sent it to uh, Jane and we have a group text with our friend Mike. And I was like, did y'all know? Th-? They did not respond because I'm sure they were both like, yeah, dummy. Of course, we know it's been doing, it's done that for forever. I'd never seen that before. I thought it was new. I don't know. But yeah, so her eyes blink. So if you're not paying attention like uh, me for the last you know, 40 years, um, do so and check that out because it's kind of cool, kind of fun to see. Um what else do you guys like about uh, Magic Kingdom? Any like attractions that you can think of that are like hidden gems there that you want to spill any tea on? I mean, if we're just going to talk about hidden gems that are attractions, let's talk about Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. That's a perfect like hidden gem because okay. that is the best, like the best. Let me take you a little bit down a rabbit hole of yesterday's interaction at Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Oh my. So um, for those of you that have never been, you enter Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's an indoor attraction. You're sitting, you're watching like a video stage show and it's, you know, the characters of Monsters Inc. And they're just telling you jokes and it's funny and air conditioned and seating and all those wonderful things, but it's also interactive. And so they call out like some guests in the audience. Well, yesterday y'all you're going to die when I tell you this. So yesterday they start the show by, you know, picking somebody in the audience and they're like picking on them like, Oh, here's somebody who is really enjoying being here. And they throw the video light on this man who is picking his nose. (laughs) On camera, on camera. And then it takes, you know, 10 seconds before he realizes that he is now on camera in front of 500 people. Oh my gosh. To which he stops and everybody is giggling and laughing. And, um, and then of course he's the butt of every joke for the next, you know, 12 minutes or however long that you are in there. But (laughs) hilarious. 
aside of this one particular person. <laughs> right. He um, probably wasn't laughing as hard. <laughs> no. But in general, like even if it hadn't been him, like the jokes in there are so they're so cheesy, they're so corny, but always hilarious. And even at um Halloween, not this past Halloween party, but the Halloween prior, and this I think they might bring back maybe at, like now that COVID we have like different rules. Um, they did a Halloween version of this and they just like, you know, they like poke fun at your costumes. Like it's just super interactive. They play with the kids and Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Top notch. There's usually not a wait for it, which is even better. Um, but when I tell you we laughed, we laughed. We talked about this man for hours yesterday. After Monsters and Glafflor, because we felt so bad for him. <laughs> I say, I'm like, I don't know that he would consider it to be a hidden gem, but <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I, we were like, oh my gosh, this poor man. And I was like, how did somebody pick that person? Like, pick another person. Pick the guy next to him. <laughs> I mean, there's I mean, a lot of picking happening there. <laughs> there's a lot of picking happening. But, um, <laughs> um, so yeah, Monsters Inc. Left Floor for sure. All right. All right. Do you have any hidden gems as far as attractions just in general that you like, um, Teresa? Oh, I mean, I think this is not a secret. I think that the Country Bear Jamboree is iconic. And I think so many people will not. I think... You see it and you've probably passed by it a lot. You, you either love it or you like don't ride it. I think those are the two options. If you've gone on it, you love it. <laughs> um, I know how Taddy feels about it. So I'm not going to give her time to comment. No, no, ma'am. No. <laughs> but I will go. Let's circle back to Tomorrowland really quick. Um, so this isn't a hidden gem in terms of the attraction itself, uh, because I think we all love the people mover here. But uh, one of the things that I really like about the People Mover is it has some acknowledgement to previous attractions that have been in Tomorrowland. Uh, so when they do a call, like you probably heard it, they're paging Mr. Tom Morrow. Um, so Tom Morrow was the the host of the um, Flight to the Moon attraction, which in like the late 60s, early 70s was where Stitch's Great Escape was. So I really appreciate that that's one of those little things that they have tossed in there as just kind of like a nod to everything that's come before it. Uh, there's a lot there. The Imagineers like to do that a lot. Like they'll try to just put acknowledgement of previous attractions if they're kind of overtaking a space that used to be something else. So a popular one that most people know of is um, in the Winnie the Pooh attraction. You kind of see uh, Mr. Toad handing off the deed to Owl. Um, Mr. Toad is also in the pet cemetery at Haunted Mansion, uh, which sometimes he's sometimes he's there, sometimes he's gone, but I'm pretty sure he's back there now. Um, and then uh, over where the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in Fantasyland, so there's an, a, like a carving of that in uh, Winnie the Pooh's tree, because uh, where the tree was at one point was over top of the space where 20,000 Leagues used to be, but there's also a carving of the Nautilus within the um, queue for the Little Mermaid attraction now, because that now sits over top of it. So I, I always love looking for just the nods to, to previous attractions once they've replaced it with something else. Um, I do, I'll shout out the one other one that I really like over in Hollywood Studios um, in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Look for a sign for the great moving ride when you're in there. Like as you're moving around, you'll see the great moving ride. Uh, that's oh, hilarious. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I have to look for that. That one's good. Um, so I know uh, on that subject that you are going to love. Um, the rumor has it that there's a whole bunch of Ellen's um, energy. I can't even remember the name of that one because. I never rode that 40 minute nap ride, whatever it was called. Um, but there's supposed to be some nods to that in the uh, new uh, Gardens of the Galaxy ride, which Teresa, I know how you feel about that ride. So I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. let you have any time to tell me what you feel about that one. But at least you should recognize that they have admitted that there are some um, hidden gems in there. Uh, I'm really for hoping of that one. 
I'm really hoping because they're all about their soundtrack and the music that like they're playing a song and they start to play the universe of energy song. <laughs> like at some point, I'm really hoping that makes it in there somehow. I will, I'll be so happy if that happens. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that. But yeah, I just saw that, 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 that came out. Um, I want to say on Instagram, the Imagineer posted that um, this was going to be a thing. So uh, I thought that was kind of fun. Um, okay. What about just in general? These are my personal. So for people that love fireworks, but don't really like people, anybody Ooh, out there? One. Yeah. Raise your hand. The, you are my people. That's me. That is, that's it. I really do not enjoy, even this was even pre COVID. It just was never my thing to pack into main street or to stand shoulder to shoulder with groups um, to watch fireworks. I enjoy the fireworks, but I really do like also to enjoy it kind of by myself um, with a little bit of space around me. So my little, um, my little hidden gem, um, my little secrets of for getting good fireworks viewing in when you don't want to be packed in or side note, it may just be a practicality issue. I also don't want to be in that mass of Exodus people trying to leave and trying to all get out to the ferry boat or to the monorails or, you know, to the buses. It's just, it's, it's just a lot, man. It's just so much. And everybody tries to leave at the same time. And I don't, I don't care for it. So my little hidden gems, uh, the best fireworks viewing spots, the two that I can tell you that are my absolute 1000% favorite um, at Magic Kingdom is to time it where you walk on because at fireworks time, you will probably be able to walk on both of these rides, um, Big Thunder Mountain and Seven Dwarves and ride those roller coasters with fireworks going on all around you. It's amazing and so fun no you miss you know the music and you miss like the stuff on the castle and all that stuff but if you just like fireworks and you want a cool different view and you don't want to be around people that's my hidden gem that's my secret for you um my other secret that i will give you for fireworks spots um is to watch it from the water um i took the ferry boat during fireworks last time i was there and it was fantastic. I saw all of the fireworks and got, oh, the oohs and ahs and all the feels and all the excitement. But I was away from all the peoples and I was beating them away from, I got to TTC uh, and took the monorail over to Epcot in time for those fireworks, which by the way, I also avoided by immediately get walking through <laughs> Epcot and getting on the Skyliner to get back to my hotel. So I watched um, Epcot's from the Skyliner and I watched um, Magic Kingdom's from the ferry boat and I was delighted and happy and thrilled and I did not have people all up in my business the entire time. Uh, so just some suggestions if you happen to be looking for some way to like, can you see, see these when you're, yes, you can. They're, you, they are mm -hmm. still visible. It is a doable option for you. Again, it's not the entire show. It's not perfect. But um, if you are like me, just like kind of like need the hit of the fireworks, but you don't need to be immersed all the way in them. Those could be some hidden gems for you. Yeah. And if you're, if you're okay, missing the projections, um, the Frontierland Bridge. That yes, is my, all yeah. fantastic. That's um, I agree with you. The Big Thunder Mountain, like I love riding that at night to catch the fireworks. Mm -hmm. I will second that. Um, I'm going to jump over to the other coast real quick and say that along with that for um, Disneyland, it's also really nice to, um, again, if you don't want to be in front of the castle, if you're doing something else and you can't make it over there, um, they do the projections over on the It's a Small World facade. Um, so that's a good place to watch the fireworks as well, especially if there also happens to be a nighttime parade because you can watch the fireworks and then you can also be right by um, part of the parade path goes by that area where Small World is. So I don't understand. Are there parades at night? I have no idea what that feels like. I'm from <laughs> a part of the world that doesn't have that. Coming back for the 50th time to celebrate his 50th anniversary. Yeah. Are you mad about it? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm mad that I don't have it. But we're going to see it. It's going to be there during D23. Oh, that's true. We are going to see it. That's a, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm not not trying to rub it in, but I'm. I'm going to see it before then. 
Anywho, <laughs> but um, staying on that coast, and for people who love fireworks, <laughs> <laughs> another great hidden spot to watch the fireworks if you don't want to be on top of them or in Main Street or all that good stuff is actually from um, California Adventure. So if you are standing um, like right in front of, oh, what's that restaurant called? The one that everybody loves that I think has terrible food. <laughs> <laughs> Carthay Circle? That could be a lot of things. <laughs> Are we talking about Carthay Circle? That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you stand there, you can actually see all of the fireworks go off over Disneyland. And we just happened to step into this because we had gone to um, DCA and we wanted to live in Avengers campus and it closed a little bit earlier before Disneyland. Um, but we stayed as long as we could until they said, please leave. We, you do not live here. And on our way out, we were standing there and we were like, Oh my gosh, we have this perfect view of the fireworks with no people. Um, so that is a great spot. And like, especially if, you go out there and you have a ticket. Maybe maybe you're only doing DCA that day and you want to see the fireworks. Great. Congratulations. You can see the fireworks without paying the price. <laughs> so that's a good spot. I highly recommend. And that 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 is a good one. That is a good one. Um, also over at Disneyland, just because we're there, right? Uh, FYI, if you want to ride the fastest teacup at Disneyland, and I don't know if this is true or not, but what they say is that the lavender, the purple teacup is the fastest teacup. If you want to spin until you can puke, that's the teacup that you want to hit for. Uh, but you will like be fighting with a lot of people because that is kind of a known little hidden secret. But a lot of you folks are East Coasters and maybe didn't know that about the West Coast. Um, but that is something to look forward to when you are there. The other thing that I can tell you uh, that I love at Disneyland is they do have a lot of these touches to like OG Disney and, and how Walt came up with this whole idea, but inside the great moments with Mr. Lincoln, which is, you know, an animatronic show that you probably skip. A lot of people do totally get it. But just when you go inside there, they have a green wooden park bench um, that is from the original Griffith park merry-go-round, which is, where Walt would go and sit on the bench with his daughters and have this dream of creating a environment that families could, you know, come and hang out with and be comfortable with going to. And a la, here's to how Disneyland was born. So if you want to check out the um, one of the original benches, they do have one there, uh, which I think is kind of neat to see. And then the other thing that I love at Disneyland is when you are waiting for the train because yes, they do have a working running train at Disneyland. <laughs> how what? you guys feel about the night parades. This is how I feel about the train. I would like Walt Disney World to give us our train back. But um, they do have the train working over at Disneyland. And if you are at uh, New Orleans Square, if you are standing in the station waiting for the train to come, you'll hear um, basically Morse code being tapped out like it's a telegraph uh, you know, being sent. And decoded, uh, it's actually saying part of that original speech that Walt gave on um, the opening day of Disneyland, which is, you know, to all who come to this happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney Park. No, just kidding. Uh, but um, <laughs> he does say his little speech, but it's all tapped out in Morse code. So it's kind of cool. Um, I like to, you know be that helpy helper. So whenever I overhear somebody go, Oh, I wonder, I wonder what that is. That's gotta be Morse code. I wonder what it is. You know, it probably means something. And I'm like, well, actually, uh, so yes, I am that person. Um, so now you've been well, actually about Disneyland by me. You're welcome. Excellent. All right. Anything else we wanted? Let's talk about some of these. Our folks in the Facebook group were so kind to fill us in and give us a couple of their favorite uh, hidden gems or secrets. So let's go through some of these. All right. So I'm going to share one from Isabella. And she said that if you look up in the queue for Navi River Journey, there are hidden Mickeys in the overhead fabric. Um, and she said that she had counted three last time. I... Don't know how often I've been in the queue for Navi River Journey because it's one that if I didn't have a fast pass, I wouldn't necessarily wait in line for it. So I this one is new to me. I, I definitely believe that there would be hidden Mickeys there, but it's not something that I've ever looked at. So this one was new for me. I can tell you exactly how many times I've been in the queue for Navi River Journey. Two. <laughs> 
And like neither, like one was the preview before the land opened and one was when it, the preview before it reopens for COVID. And I was like, why, why does this exist? (laughs) Hey man, there are some people that absolutely love that ride. I am along those lines with you. It's not like you don't get it, but, but, and I think, I think I said this in the group. I was like, I've been on that ride a grand total of one time. I know for sure it was one time and it was at night. I was definitely not looking up or paying any attention whatsoever. So yes, um, I definitely want to check that. Oh, and it was Isabella who said, look at the sign with the key under the mat. Um, She had noticed that one or had been told that one too. Um, So that was a lot of fun. Um, Let's see. Meg mentioned that in big top souvenirs and I don't, and I agree with Meg. She was like, I haven't been there since, you know, pre pandemic. So we don't know if it's still the same, but if you were looking for like specialty treats or um, you know, all the good stuff, instead of crowding into places on main street where you can go in there and get, get all those things, they have all of it in the back where it's usually a lot less crowded. Um, So that's kind of a nice little hidden tip is if you're trying to get your snacks and you want to get them before the end of the night and you happen to be in that direction, go ahead and pick them up back there and you can bypass the lines that tend to, um, you know, show up uh, as you're trying to leave main street, because those shops do get stinking full. Um, And uh, I think that's a, that's a good one to give. So thanks Meg. Yeah, that's a great little spot back there. Um, But I don't think that it's open yet, but I'm not really 100% sure. Yeah, I haven't haven't been back there to check, but, um, you know, we'll do that next time we're there just to verify for everybody. Well, Christina, she has tons of hidden gems for us. Now, um, just a note, I, Chris, Christina, fill us in, hit me up if I'm wrong, but I swear you said that you were a um, plaid at one point at Disneyland. So I think most of this is in relation to Disneyland. Um, I, I definitely can tell you the, yes. Yes. So, so just a, a, just a heads up for anybody who might be confused, but I'm pretty sure Christina's came from Disneyland. So go for it. They definitely did. Um, So the Haunted Mansion, she says the guest book in the attic with the bride is full of signatures that are mostly former cast. Um, The only thing from the Haunted Mansion movie that is in the actual Haunted Mansion is one of the chairs that's in the attic. And Imagineer told them that all the ghosts were given drinks to hide the jerkiness of the animatronics because drunk ghosts would make more jerky movements than smooth. (laughs) Classic um, Haunted Mansion decor, like during like the classic Haunted Mansion season, all of the holiday decor is actually tucked away and stored in the the Haunted Mansion, just barely out of view of the guests. And then switching attractions, Roger Rabbit, I don't know if you've ever been on Roger Rabbit, it's so fun, has a small Playboy Bunny logo pressed into the bottom of the wall in the first room. It's painted with a shiny paint. So it washes out in pictures. Now, okay, I've been on Roger Rabbit. I have been on, and I've been on it a grand total of one time again because I was like, I, and I was even like the target age when this movie came out. I just, I never liked it. It never, it never grabbed me. And I know there's tons of people who are grasping their chest and gasping right now because they love. I'm not doing that, but I am literally shaking my head at you. I'm not doing either. I, I just, it, it just wasn't, I don't know, just, I didn't get it. So I, I don't have any massive love for this, but I did write it once. Definitely did not notice anything like that. And I think when I read that, my jaw fell on the ground. I was like, Playboy Bunny? Like, what? Well, I had to Google it and find out because, of course, I did. And apparently, she was such a shocking Disney character at the time, whatever. She at some point, um, a they dressed a Playboy Bunny up like Jessica rabbit. And she was on the cover of playboy once upon a time. So that's probably why that playboy bunny is there hidden that in the, in the ride, which now that Jessica has gotten a makeover, I'm curious if they left that there or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll have to ride it again. Yeah. Well, when, when you're there, go check it out and let us, well, know. but isn't, isn't Toontown closed that's now for say. the time is it, being? Is that <laughs> oh, that's right. I think it's down for like well, a I year, think, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I believe it's, I, there, I have not heard anything about, you know, state of attraction, like that attraction. I, but since they just gave her the new look, 
I would be surprised if they would, you know, put money towards that to just get rid of it. But we will not be able to verify this for quite some time. That's true. That is true. Yeah, because it's like- the whole place is closed for a while. Yep. I feel like we're going to get like a reboot of that movie, right? Because they keep well, the the um, Rescue Rangers movie is in that style. It's the mix of live action and animation, and it also does have a Roger Rabbit cameo in the trailer. So the the Rescue Rangers movie is as close as we're going to get. There was going to be a sequel at one point, but I think this Rescue Rangers movie is the closest we're going to get to a Roger Rabbit sequel. Interesting. Uh, growing up, I had a friend that was uh, so obsessed with the Roger Rabbit movie. Like she would like talk to me in Roger Rabbit voice. And as you can imagine, when someone is that over the top, you know how, how much that thrills me. So like, I think I have like an aversion to Roger Rabbit just because like she would shove this down my throat. <laughs> Yeah, it can be. A, I think when you know people love things, they just want to share it with you so much. But um, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I shoved that rat pizza down your throat. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> um, speaking of food, uh, Jennifer threw this out there. And this is the thing that made me so angry. I either wasn't paying attention. I know I looked for it, but I and, I, and I'm sure the announcement came out, but I just overlooked it. Um, Jennifer said that she just ate at Sebastian's Bistro at Caribbean Beach during Princess Half Marathon weekend. And she said that it is better than Ohana. Yes, she said that. She said it better than Ohana. (laughs) Uh, She said really good food, laid back atmosphere. You'll not go away hungry, all of that. I was staying at Caribbean Beach and that was my plan. I was like, oh, I'm definitely eating at Sebastian's and it was still not open. Little did I know, I think the day I checked out was the day that it opened or the day after. Um, so I just missed it. Uh, but that's something that, you know, might be one of those hidden gems, might be one of those things you guys want to make a trip to a resort to check out. And with the Skyliner, you know, it makes it a little bit easier if you're coming from one of the parks, right? Yeah, that's that was on my list. Yeah, I had the same issue. I was at Caribbean Beach um, one of my last trips and it just wasn't open. So I, I have just not been... At Walt Disney World, with since this restaurant has been opened and it's actually been opened, so it's been high on my list. I'm really happy to hear that it has a good review. Um, and I, really quick before I forget, just because we mentioned Skyliner, um, this is my pro tip, and it's also I think a little bit of a hidden gem is if you are staying at a Skyliner resort and you happen to like leave Epcot or leave Hollywood Studios and the Skyliner station is down where you are. You can, especially if you're um, leaving Epcot and you're kind of in the back of the park, you can take the walkway over to Hollywood Studios and you can jump on the Skyliner there just because your Skyliner station might be down at Epcot. It does not mean that they're all down. It could just mean that that one is having a delay. So you can either take the ferry boat or take the walkway over to Hollywood Studios and pick up the Skyliner there to get to where you need to go. And listen, that is a tip that I needed uh, Teresa, where were you? So, while we're <laughs> on this subject, I thought I was going to be all sneaky, sneaky and have like the best, coolest thing to share with folks um, when it came to Epcot at closing time. Uh, I love a good empty park. I love it. So if you can have an early morning breakfast and get in before the crowds come in and so you get to see like the park with no people in it, it's so cool. Same thing at the end of the night, right? Same thought process was what went through my head was at the end of the night, I would book a dinner that's literally going to like start as, as the park closed so that I will leisurely eat by the time I'm done eating, everybody will be gone. I will have this whole empty park to just kind of chill as I walk my way out and leave the park and Again, I was staying at Caribbean Beach, so go get on my Skyliner and just have this lovely, quiet, peaceful, no people-y experience. As you guys can see, I'm very anti-people at this point in my life. Um, Anywho, it all went according to plan. It was great. I I booked myself a Teppanetto. I had lovely hibachi. Um, I, you know, it took... I don't know, 45 minutes, I think, for me to have my complete my complete my meal, go to the restroom, walk out. Nobody's in the park. It's all peaceful. It's quiet. The the music's still playing, but very softly. It, it was, I was like, I, I'm such a genius. I am such a genius. 
Yeah, not so much. I got to that Skyliner station and easily it was a 45 minute wait. I even asked, how long is this wait? And the the, the lady was like, eh, it could be 30 to 45 minutes. This was at 9.45 at night. The park had been closed for 45 minutes. But because everybody had stayed to see Harmonious, right? And then left through that back entrance to get on the Skyliner to go to the resort. Just a heads up, if you do that, that line is very, very long. I'm wondering... If you took Teresa's advice, if you took her little secret hidden gem there and you walked your little tushy down to Hollywood Studios, which at current time does not have a nighttime show, I would bet that their Skyliner station was not nearly as backed up at that time. What do you think? Am yeah, I, I would something. I would think it's not backed up. Um, and same thing, if you even if like if you're. I think if you also have the option of like, you know, even if you're not staying at a Skyliner resort, you can still walk over there and go grab their buses. If you're at like the back of Epcot, and mm-hmm. you don't feel like fighting your way all the way to the front. That's you have true. the option to like walk over there. It's still a little bit of a walk, but it's a less crowded walk. Um, or other option, you can walk over to one of the resorts. And if you feel if you have enough time and you're not worried about how long it's going to take you to get back, you can always take a bus from one of those resorts to Disney Springs and then take you know, then catch your other bus to get back to your resort. So if you're stuck in the back of Epcot, (laughs) if you leave that way, if you're stuck over on the boardwalk side because you thought you were going to catch the Skyliner and the Skyliner is down, do not worry. You can... You got some options. You got some options. Well, what I did when I, because I'm not standing in a 45 minute line for anything, much less just to get back to my hotel room at the end of the night where I was tired. And I think I had the race the next morning. <laughs> I mean, I I really did not plan this well, I promise. Um, I thought I did. I thought I was onto something, but I was not. Um, I walked to Beach Club and took Uber from Beach Club. So for, I think it was $7 before tip, <laughs> say $10, I was able to bypass that 45 minute line. And I was just, I, they dropped me off right in front of where my, you know, where, where my area was. I, it was great. Like I had no, no complaints. So, you know, that's another workaround is that if you are yeah. back of Epcot and you don't have the patience, uh, like, like some people like me, um, or you just don't want to be around that many people, then you do have some options, but I, I hadn't thought about Disney Springs. That's a good one. Um, or Uber is always, always yeah. an option. Except, uh, sorry, we'll get back to the hidden gems, I promise. Uber's less of an option if it's also a party night at Magic Kingdom. I got stranded at Wilderness Lodge one night because there were no Ubers because everyone was taking them either to leave a park or to get to the Halloween party. Interesting. So be, oh. be aware, you may not get, like, they may cancel your thing because there are no cars available. That's if interesting. It's, That's if good- it's like park closing slash party starting time. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, it was it was super easy for me that evening. Uh, but yeah, uh, just yeah, it was it was crazy. But that's a good that is a good tip though to go to Hollywood Studios, um, or conversely, if you walk out of Hollywood Studios and that one's down, you may still be able to walk over to Epcot and get on that one, right? Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, there's little uh, hidden hidden options that you might not know about. <laughs> that's um, right. The hidden gems. I actually love this one. And this one, I just noticed maybe like. Right before all the closures was the first time I noticed this. And so this is from Heather. And she says, if you go behind the Muppets Theater, all the lights, drain pipes, and just about anything you can imagine have been transformed into a Muppet. So you go over to like the right of the building. And it's also not that you ever really see this at Muppets, but it's also where they do the extended queue. Um, if you, it's ever, you know, if there's ever a huge demand for Muppets, it's over on the right hand side though. Um, but yeah, if you walk around, there's just like, you know, like spray painting on the walls to turn those, those exterior elements into Muppet faces and it's adorable. Oh, super fun. So Laura hopping back over to Epcot, Laura says it might not be what we're looking for. Listen, Laura. Whatever any of you want to contribute is always what we're looking for. <laughs> if you can't tell that from this episode alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> um, but she says, but I love that the Dreamfinder machine from the original Figment ride is or was tucked into the ceiling of Mouse Gear in Epcot. Let's all have a moment for it. <laughs> Although I did get to see it up close and in person um, 
during Destination D. They had that out, and I believe it's now back to the it went to the archives since they took it out of Mouse Gear. Ah, gotcha. But I did get to see it and like arms, arms reach of it. I really wanted to like <laughs> if I had a heist movie. That would be my heist movie. Would be taking the, the, the dream from the flying machine. I feel like that's such a fun episode. If it was a heist movie, what would be the Disney thing we would take? Are we gonna national treasure Disney parks? <laughs> oh I don't know oh. what that means, but it sounds oh, like yes. yes. It does sound like yes, and we'll let's let's make this a whole episode. We need a whole know. episode of our Disney heist movie, and this is not to give anybody ideas. Let's just be clear: we're not trying to tell you to go. Steal I am stuff. totally oh, not going right. to put that my plan Disney into action. Mark. Wink, wink, <laughs> Agatha, wink. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like I should, we should drop that in the Facebook group, like immediately. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's happening. All right, we, we're going to come up with the next great heist movie. Um, this will be fun. Uh, I like it. We're going to national treasure Disney. Let's do it. All about this. All right, last one. Um, these came from Jill. Jill said that in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, there are apartments that are over the streets of America. Um, you can see them between Galaxy's Edge and the Baseline Tap House. And there is an apartment listing with a call box. Most of the names listed are former Disney Imagineers who built the area, which I think is really cool. And she also like wants to point out that some of the best quiet spots are actually in your resorts. And I agree with her there. There's a lot of quiet spaces that you guys can find in, in resorts. Um, just wander and, and explore and you never know what you'll find. But she threw out that there's the solarium in the beach club. It's a nice little place to just kind of chill and hang out. Uh, we actually had some like running group meetups there before. Uh, and then the DVC building at Wilderness Lodge, she says that there's a great room that's called the Carrollwood Pacific Train Room that has a collection of some of Walt's trains. So I'm going to need my DVC besties to take me there because I'd like to see that. I, I'm into the trains and the whole waltz trains thing but so. i think you can just walk in there okay. I, I know i've gone in there too and it's, yeah it's, it's a nice really quiet place also if you're just if, again if you want some peaceful time um also over at wilderness lodge um is like on the second floor if you're like you're in the lobby and you go up the stairs to the second floor there's like a little alcove that has a fireplace and some chairs in it it's just really nice to sit there that that's my like secret wilderness lodge place and I was sort of vague on how you get there. So people don't crowd it. <laughs> you don't want to share that. If you're getting stranded buddy. at the Wilderness Lodge by Uber, <laughs> check out this fireplace. I see how you tied that back in. Well done. Well done. All right. Anything else that you guys can come up with that you think about that you want to tell us about? Jane, where would they, where would they share that with us? Um, if you want to share that with us, you can send us an email at noguiltdisneypod at gmail.com, or you can join us in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast, because as Patty likes to say, is no fun to fangirl all the secrets and hidden gems and things we just like to do because we're weird and don't like people okay it's just me uh alone but actually i do like to do it alone so i don't know what to say anymore guys um bye y'all <laughs>